Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Quarterback props, the focus of today's prospects and props podcast. Heavy on the props. Heavy on the props today. here for the show. Chris Schubert, Jimmy Eisner here with you. For a while. Next couple we of days. A lot of props. Lots of props. Yeah, QB coming. props. Yeah. Be running back props. Maybe pass catcher props. There's going to be props on props. July think, is going to be a very prop heavy month. I don't think there's going to be props on props, but no, nonetheless, we've got quarterback props, props here on prospects over that's that's true. Yes, we've got some uh, quarterback props here over the next couple of days. We're going to go through a whole handful of quarterbacks, discuss their passing props for 2023 passing yards uh, and passing touchdowns for a whole host of names. We've got nine names for you today here on the show. We've got three rookies that we're going to talk about a little bit more. Kind of talked about these guys in the past, but we'll talk about them at the back end of the show. In the meantime, Jamie, let's jump right into it. Our first guy here on the list, Patrick Mahomes, his passing yards number for 2023, 4,800 and a half is your line for the passing yards, and 36 and a half is for the touchdowns. And I think what'll be interesting. Oh, he's so good, Chris. Think, like, that's ridiculous. Like, think, we're on the surface of it. Like, that's ridiculous. It's absurd. That's it the is, line. It is absurd. Um, I, I think what'll be fun here is, Jamie, you're going to bring your projections to the mix, right, yes. in your numbers. I'll bring the historical context of what these numbers mean in 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 recent memory for these players. And when you look at Patrick Mahomes, Jamie, I, I look at the 4,800 and a half passing yards, and he's done that three of the six seasons that he's been, or five seasons, he's been the primary starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. He did it in 2018, he did it in 2021, and he did it in 2022, and it was with room to spare in 2022. It was 5,250, and then when you look at the 36.5 touchdowns, he's done it each of the last three seasons, 41, 37, and 38 respectively, and then he did 50 in 2018, so four of the five seasons he's been a starter, he's gone over this number, yeah. so prevailing wisdom and historical context tells you that these numbers are not out of the realm of possibility for Patrick Mahomes in 2023. Yeah. And quite frankly, it doesn't really matter who he has around him. Right. I mean, he's still got Travis Kelsey. That's all that really matters. We, we saw this put to the test last season when, you know, outside of Juju Smith Schuster, didn't even have anybody on the roster. You would consider a wide receiver two or better. Didn't have a wide receiver one. It's the first year without Tyreek Hill. Didn't matter. Did it? Super Bowl, MVP, led the league in everything, didn't freaking matter. Um, and so I don't think it's going to matter again this year. I have them going over both numbers. Uh, I have them going over 5,000 passing yards, actually, in my projection. So 5,105 is my projection. Uh, I have them up. Uh, downgrade from and, last year. A bad year for Patrick Mahomes. Went from it's a tough year for him. It's a tough and year. And only 5,100 yards. Yeah. Uh, and 39 and a half touchdowns, which also goes over the total here. Uh, I think some of this is going to be the volume as well, which is going to help. And it's going to be a theme that we talk about on this show and a lot of the QB prop show is – Volume matters because we're just getting the counting numbers. We're not talking about per game rates. We're not talking about anything else but pure, unadulterated counting numbers. And in this case, the Chiefs are expected to be the most pass-happy team in the NFL in general. I expect them to be the most pass-happy team. And I would not be shocked if we get 650 pass attempts from Patrick Mahomes this year. So uh, he absolutely is, <laughs> despite these ridiculously high lines, I think he's going to go over on both. Um, if if you're only going to bet one and you're going to see this a lot, I always feel more confident projecting yards 
than I do touchdowns only because touchdown percentage can, not always, but can be a little volatile. Um, usually you'll see spikes or dips or it's more so like if you're going to take the under on touchdown totals, be careful because of spikes. You'll see a guy that spikes to eight or 9% randomly and they'll usually lead the league in touchdowns and then come back down to earth. But man, I mean, unless Mahomes gets hurt, I have no reason to believe this no. offense is going to do anything but what it's done literally since he became the starter. Right. There's there's no historical data that tells us that they're going to be any different than what they were each of the last couple of years. And each of the last couple of years, he would have hit both of these numbers. And I'm with you. Yards yeah. are just easier, I think, to achieve than touchdowns because touchdowns can be weird. Um, and so I, that's what I would bet. But, yeah, I, I'm over on both of these. Uh, our next quarterback to discuss, starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. His numbers 39.75 and a half on the passing yards. And 26 and a half on, on the touchdowns. And the statistical data, Jamie, tells a bit of a mixed bag here. Uh, in terms of yeah. the yards, he did m- m- uh, hit this clip last year with 41-13. But in his rookie season, 36-41. So he's only done it one of the two years that he's been a starter in Jacksonville. And from a touchdown perspective, 25 touchdowns last year, 12 touchdowns in his rookie season. So he's never hit the 26 and a half mark. He would need to get the 27 in order for this to go over. So has not done that in either of the two years of his career. And, Jimmy, the place that I'd like to start here is I think there's more in the tank for Trevor. I don't think 2022, while it was a better season than his rookie year, there's still room to grow. He wasn't perfect throughout the year, did have some ups and downs. It was a bit of a roller coaster ride. So if you're going to bet on this trend continuing and him potentially reaching these numbers, the big part of your argument would be 2022 was somewhat of a mixed bag, and there's probably yeah. still room to grow in this Doug Peterson offense. Yeah, and by the way, for those that are watching the video, if you see me looking off to to the side here, so I'm, I'm just staring at the numbers. He's uh, ignoring you. He hates you times all. And, yeah, he doesn't like yes. you. This is a – I keep looking at this line because – or these lines, I should say, and it's odd to me because rarely do you see Vegas project a downgrade in yards but an upgrade in touchdowns. Uh, and so – I've been I've been thinking about this for uh, for a while now. It's kept and, you up at night? Nightmares? Uh I wouldn't. I mean, I've had nightmares, but not about this. Um, I had some weird nightmare the other night where somebody had to like replace their both eyeballs with other people's eyeballs. It was very strange. You're a weird. I think I've been watching too much uh, Tales from the Territories on Vice, where yeah, a lot of those guys get in fights where they would like try to take their eyeballs out. Yeah, you, it was weird. You're you're a weird gentleman. That's that's yeah. Yeah, we knew this. This yeah. isn't breaking. Yeah, no, this. you're just you're just adding to the to the lore. I'm going to stay away from the touchdowns here at 26 and a half, even though I do have them going over. I have them at 27.4, but I think that's a little bit too close to the line for me to take the over. And obviously you have to worry about injury risk and whatnot. And this is a little bit more of a projection. And I know where, and nobody's more excited about Calvin Ridley being in Jacksonville than maybe Jacksonville Jaguar fans, Calvin Ridley himself and, and Trevor Lawrence. But Chris, do you think, okay. I love it when you because you're going to ask me a question that I don't have the answer to. I love this. Do you think, particularly with this yardage coming in at 39.75 and a half, which is under what he did last year, and by the way, about 300 yards under where I have him projected? Do you think because of this division, okay, because of their schedule, which we've talked about on previous shows, we have, and we especially broke down the win total, and because, and correct me if you feel differently, Chris, sure. I don't think the Jaguars are going to be competing for the number one seed in the final week of the season. Uh, I agree with all the priors here. In the conference. Yep. No, I agree with everything we've said here so far. Are they guarding against him sitting in week 18? Because that's the only thing that would make sense to me. Because the way this line is set does not match the way it need that way I think it should be. Does not match my projections, does not match what he showed us last year. And the inverse way that they have both of these props going relative to his production last year 
tells me they're guarding against a touchdown spike on the touchdown side, which is why it's, it's, it's higher than what it was last year. But the yardage going down, the only logical reason I can think for that, based on him getting a brand new, I think, high caliber weapon, and quite frankly, I think the best receiver he's thrown to in his career, in Calvin Ridley, it must be that they think he's going to sit week 18 because they're going to have everything locked up. So that everything locked up that they can potentially attain. Right. There won't be, there won't be room for them to improve their position when it comes to week 18 is the argument Correct. you're making. I, I don't, I don't necessarily or improve disagree. Much, you know, being a three seed versus a four seed. Type I, I would also caution against the idea of in this division for the six games that they play against the teams in the division, they might be up big late and they might just run the ball. And so his volume might be down, but I ran some yeah. math while you were talking just to see. If you took the average over his two-year career for passing yards, so if you took the bad year with Urban and you took this year with Doug Peterson, it averages out to 38.77. So they're betting on him to do a little bit better than what his average has been over the two seasons, if you want to read into it that much, that it's still better than what his average is. But again, I think we all recognize that 2021, his rookie season, he had one of just a terrible head coach in Urban Meyer. Terrible situation. Just awful situation. Terrible. And so I kind of want to discount it completely, and I want to look more into 2022 as a better litmus test for what I think future Trevor Lawrence is going to look like. And so while I get what you're saying, Jamie, I don't know. I still think he's going to get there, even if he sits week 18. He might. Uh, And I think technically with my projections, he would still barely get there, uh, even if he sits a week. So I like the over here. But this is, you know, every once in a while, you'll see a line that just doesn't make sense confusing to figure out and you know it's there there is logic i mean obviously these let's be realistic these aren't done by human beings as much anymore these are done by computers and then human beings check them and make some tweaks it's not like it was 20 years ago this show is going to be but ai in the future it's just going to be you and i No, but i mean mean, it's formula based just like anything else it's like scouting just like i mean this is analytics based there's not there used to just be a dude in the back there's still a dude in the back but they're making slight adjustments uh and they're not they're not they're not just pulling these out of their you know what like they used to. There's a reason for this. And the only reason that I can think of that I've sat back and thought about it and again didn't have nightmares because I was dreaming about eyeballs and whatnot. Yeah. Is that they think he's not going to play week 18. That they're going to have to and by the way, there's some logic there. They could have a huge lead in their division, but they could still be multiple games behind the Chiefs and the Bengals and etc. Bills, if you believe they're up there still. Uh, at the top of the AFC, where they could kind of be sitting in the four seed or three seed. Well, we're just like, no matter what we do in week 18, doesn't matter. We're still playing at home next week. Just you just look at it from this perspective. Where they're, where we feel about them in comparison to the other three teams or the other three divisions and who we think is going to represent in that division. Because replace the Bills yeah. with the Dolphins or the Jets. We assume that the winner of that division is going to have high double-digit wins. Like they're going to be in the 11-12 category. Maybe. I do wonder. I do wonder. Is 11-12 high double-digits to you? Because that's not what I think. I think high double digits. I think we're talking thirteen plus. Because I think that. Oh, I think I think eleven or twelve in the AFC East would be is is impressive. No, 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 no. But the AFC East. But I'm just saying in general, because technically you can only. I mean, only ten. So I think ten to eleven should be low double digits. I'm twelve. I think is debatable. We need to save this for a take on. Yeah. Okay. At some point. All right. Back when we do numbers again. But regardless, I do worry that the AFC East beats up on itself a little bit um, and might be. You know, it might only be eleven wins that wins that division, but. Mm Yes, to your overall point, the Chiefs, the Bengals, I mean, the Bengals playing a good division too, but like, I, I don't see the Jaguars, even with their schedule and even in that division, being a team we're talking about competing for a bye 
when we get to week 18. I agree. I agree. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, our next quarterback up. The passing yards, 39.50 and a half, and the touchdowns, 30 and a half. I'm not going to provide you the historical context for every single Aaron Rodgers season. I will just provide you the recent memory for Aaron Rodgers. No, just go, go read back from like 2008 on. I'll, uh, we'll wait. You want me? You really want me to do this? I absolutely do not want you to do okay, this. Okay, because I would do. I would have done it. I would have done it. I know you would have, because you're a team player. It's Chris. a team player. You asked me and to do something. It's your guy. It's I your quarterback. It. Yeah, it's my By the way, your quarterback loves words and spelling Whatever. And letters, which was really I got to tell you, I, I, as much as everyone wants to make fun of him because he's weird, and like I get it, there are a lot of worse things he could be doing to be making news than what he's currently doing. So I'm okay. Total, you know what? Totally fair. It doesn't matter to me that he's a shitty person to his family. I ain't his family. I, I don't yeah. care. Who cares? Not my problem. Just play. Can you play good quarterback for me? Like uh, that, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm interested in. Can he get higher than his totals? We'll find out. We'll see. Uh, the last couple of seasons for Aaron Rodgers, and, and I'll, I'll just go back here and look. The thirty nine fifty number, um, he's hit pretty regularly. If you remove last year uh, when he got the thirty six ninety five, and we assume the thumb injury kind of derailed him a little bit, and you look at just full seasons that he played, right? We don't count the twenty seventeen year where he played seven games when he was the, when he was the primary starting quarterback for a good portion of the season. You have to go all the way back, Jamie, to 2015 for a year in which he didn't hit this number, and it was 38-21, so he was right on the nose. Uh, the touchdowns it tells a little bit of a different story with the 30-and-a-half. 26 last yeah. year, then he had the run with 37 and 48 in back-to-back years, but then he had a stretch in 2018 and 2019 where he had 25 and 26, and so it's a bit of a roller coaster ride with him to see this 30-and-a-half uh-huh. number. Um, I'm over on the yards, I'm under on the touchdowns is how I currently feel about this. So on the touchdown point, when, when I talked about the volatility of touchdown percentage, uh, no quarterback has probably been more emblematic of that. Chris, remember emblematic? Emblematic, yeah. I have no idea what episode that was when you talked about that. But no, we, we, we did talk we about talking emblematic about it in the, in the kids', kids yeah. saying these days. But um, it's very he is the poster child for that, where his touchdown percentage spikes and peaks and valleys have been incredible uh over the last several years of his career where there were times where his numbers were worse than what he actually should have been and higher than what they should have been and whatnot i've kind of called my shot on aaron Rodgers this year and if you remember a couple years ago if you're a longtime listener of the show and you remember the conversation that it was myself page and jake arians had when tom brady's uh during tom brady's second season in tampa and or before that, I should say, and the projections that I put up for him. Maybe his first season. I can't remember whatever. No, I think it was the first season in, in Tampa, and the projections I put up for him that were like MVP level projections. And everyone's like, "Well, what are you doing?" It's what the numbers came out to, and I felt strong. I kind of feel the same way about Aaron Rodgers, and, and you know where we talked about him on, on our QB episode where I had him as a top eight quarterback. But uh, I have him going over both numbers. I have him at forty three seventy three uh, for passing yards, which is you know significantly four hundred plus yards above. And I know because you're going to hate me for this. Yeah, I have him at thirty seven point two touchdowns. Not happening. I understand you not wanting to bet on the touchdown total because of the volatility and his touchdown percentage, and I'm fine with that, but I definitely would take the over on yards. He's got the best crew of weapons that he's had since Devontae Adams left. I really like the pieces that he's got around him. I'm excited for what he can do inside of this offense. Like I, I And I think he's going to be in a little bit of prove-it mode. And he, if there's one thing that's always motivated Aaron Rodgers, it is this overwhelming sense of I got to prove something to somebody. And I think this is going to be a really strong season for him. So while I understand if you want to shy away from the touchdown total because he's been volatile, he's had MVP caliber seasons where he's had under 30 touchdowns because of low touchdown percentage. And I get that. 
But I like I kind of like both. But I definitely would take the over on the yards. Deshaun Watson is the next quarterback up for us to discuss. Speaking of us disagreeing. Yeah, we're going to disagree strongly on this one. Uh, the passing right. yards number, 3,600 and a half. And the touchdowns, 25 and a half. Now, listen, every year he's been the primary starting quarterback uh, for a team. Uh, the three years in Houston, he's met this number. His lowest season in that regard was 38,052 yards in 2019. And he's had 26 touchdowns in back-to-back years in 2018 and 2019. And he had 33 in 2020. So he's hit this number every year. He's been the primary starter for a team uh, since entering the National Football League. I'm sorry. I will continue to say it. I, I know I sound like a broken record, but I intend to be consistent on this. Uh, I thought 2022 Deshaun Watson was one of the worst quarterbacks in all football. That's how bad he was. And it was a 700. Yeah, was bad. It was a 700 plus day layoff from the last time he took a snap with the Houston Texans to when he took snaps as the Cleveland Browns quarterback. Until he shows me that he's the version of the quarterback that we last saw three years ago. I'm going to hold off on betting anything related to Deshaun Watson at this juncture. So this is just a stay away from me, Jamie. It's just a stay away on that purpose alone. Yeah, and I understand that. And I understand a lot of uh, potential betters that, that feel that way. And that's perfectly understandable. I get it. I love this yardage total. 3,600 is nothing. Chris, do 3,600.5 divided by 17 for me. Let me just do some quick math here. Just do it in your head. 3,600.5 divided by 17 is 211.79 passing that's the per game total you'll need from Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. to go over. Uh, I absolutely love this because I think you're going to get him at a value. I have him closer he, to 4,300 passing. He only yards. did it twice in the seven games he played last year. Just just to giving people sure. information. Only did it twice last sure. year. But I think this is a better offense. Uh, I think he's going to be a little bit better this year. Excuse me, a better, better passing weapon offense for Deshaun Watson this year. I th- I just can't imagine he's going to be what he was last year. I'm not I'm not willing to bet on him being as bad as he was last season. And I think this is an opportunity to get a significant value based on that. Now, on the touchdown side, I have him up around 28 touchdowns, so it's close. I would take the over if you're going to going to do this, but I would to me that's not one I'm I'm willing to plant my flag on as much as I'm willing to say that 3,600 yards is too low. Uh, and now, if you think Deshaun's done, then don't bet this. If you're like Chris, which is, I think, a really perfectly reasonable take of like, I have no idea what he's going to be and I'm not willing to bet in either direction. He's a stay away. I get it. But for those that are a little bit more bold, uh, I think this is a really, really low yardage total. That is something that I'm going to consider putting some some cash on myself. Russell Wilson, the next quarterback for us to discuss. 3,750 and a half on the passing yards, 24 and a half. On the touchdowns, Jamie, the last time Russ hit this yardage number, you have to go back to 2020 when he had 4,200 yards uh, as the Seattle Seahawks quarterback. Did it in back-to-back years in 2019 and 2020, over 4,000. Then didn't hit it again in 2017, 2016. It's, it's a mixed bag where years where he doesn't hit this number and years where he does hit this number. And when he does hit it, he kind of goes over uh, pretty comfortably. When it comes to the touchdowns at 24 and a half, um, he's pretty consistent in that regard. Uh, take out the year in Denver when he only had 16 last year. These are the last couple years he had in Seattle. 25, 40, 31, 35, 34. That takes you all the way back to 2016 uh, before you find another year where he didn't hit this number. And so for me, Jamie, again, I don't think he's going to be as bad as he was last year. And it, and if he's better than that, last year was a 3,516 touchdown, 16 touchdown year. I think we can get to these numbers pretty easily. Yeah, so so Chris, while Deshaun Watson is your stay away, this is Russell stay Wilson's away. my stay away. And, and I think it's partly because obviously there's the factor of new coach, what we saw last year, what's the real Russell Wilson? Is he cooked? Is he not cooked? What can Sean Payton get out of him? 
But also just say, quite frankly, my projections have this really close. Like you said, 37.50 and a half, 38.01. Yeah, my yard that's within the margin of error. Stay away. <laughs> 24 and a half touchdowns, I'm at 23 and a half. So uh, it's too close for comfort for me uh, to bet on this. This is probably a stay away for me in general because I think even – like I don't even know if I have a lean. Just given all of the variables in this offense, like – I don't even know if, like you said, I had to bet on something here, what I would take. I mean, I think you always would bet on an under because just statistically speaking, it's more likely to happen than the over uh, because of injuries and and other things. But I I think these numbers are pretty sharp. I think these are exactly what we should expect this year. And if he does better than this, then credit to Sean Payton if we're getting him back on track. If he does considerably worse than this, then we're talking about one of the worst trades in the history of football. I'm ready to make a lot of people angry with this next player. Daniel Jones is our next quarterback. Ah, His, Danny, Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Well, he, he, he would have to throw Dimes uh, 17 and a half times for touchdowns and 3,300 and a half on the passing yards. And Jamie, he has never reached 3,300 and a half. The best year was last year. He reached 3,205, so very close, probably within what we would consider a reasonable margin of error on this prop. Uh, but in touchdowns, you have to go all the way back to 2019 to find a year in which he had over 17 and a half touchdowns. And that was his rookie season back in 2019 when he had 24 touchdowns. Jamie, this is a under on both of these props for me. I am not, I, I am I'm very, very firm in that this is an under for me on both of these. So I'm, I'm under on one of the two. Um, the yardage one for me is a little too close. I've projected to be 3,400. Uh, a little over 34, 34 or 17. Uh, just be, I do think they're going to throw a little bit more this year. He's going to get a little bit more volume on, on that aspect. And I think he can can reach this total. I think adding a player like Darren Waller is going to be super helpful. But the passing touchdowns is really interesting because I think people don't realize how few passing touchdowns Daniel Jones actually gets. And because of the and the asset that he is with his legs, because he that is a bigger aspect of his game. I'm going to use one. Okay. I'm going to Go use one because it. it was a point that I was going to make. Over the first three years of Daniel Jones's career, he ran the ball 45, 65, 62 times over the first three years of his career. Brian Dable gets to town, and he has a, a pretty extensive resume uh, using a quarterback in a certain way. And I am not saying that Daniel Jones is this player, but Brian Dable used Josh Allen in a very specific way. And he also, when he immediately got to New York, Use Daniel Jones in that exact same way. Remember those numbers I just told you? 45, 65, 62 when it comes to attempts for Daniel Jones on the ground? It spiked to 120 last year. Mm-hmm. Almost doubled his carries from a season high, which was in t- 2020 at 65. You think that's going to stop after all the success the Giants had? And I know they added Darren Waller. And I know they've made improvements. They got Paris Campbell. But this pass catching group isn't awesome it's not otherworldly it's not top 12 in the league it's still got a ways to go if you don't think that brian dable you don't think brian dable and company are going to continue to go to their bread and butter which is daniel jones on the ground the same way that the buffalo bills when when they need yardage when they need tough yardage who do they go to they go to josh allen if you don't think that same thing is going to happen with daniel jones i wouldn't be surprised if this number increases from 120 because of how successful he is on the ground and if that's the case I don't see a ton more volume passing-wise to be able to get to these numbers. And so that would be the reason why I would be under on both of these props. Yeah, I mean, Chris, unlike you, uh, I don't think Daniel Jones is Josh That's... Allen. But 
Um, I like the under the touchdowns here because it's 17 and a half. I haven't projected for 16, and it's just it hasn't happened really. Like I know you said it happened his rookie year, but this is not the way they use him. They're not a pass happy team. Uh, when they're in the red zone, they obviously they have <clears> Saquon Barkley, but and also Daniel Jones, who's right. an incredibly effective runner in his own right. I just don't see it. I know there's a lot of optimism about, you know, okay, year two of, of being in this Brian Dayball offense. And, and what we saw, we saw major step forwards from, from Daniel Jones in a few facets of his game last year. Are we going to see that again? I just don't think you're going to see an equal amount of growth from year over year as you did in his first year with Dayball. Uh, I would take the, this is the first touchdown when I feel confident taking the under on. Uh, I, I'm going to take the under on set, which is crazy because it's 17 and a half. But I think he's in the mid teens. I think that in the passing touchdown range, he might get four or five on the ground. He's, he'll probably end up with 20 total. It's seven. Last I don't year. think he's It's seven last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I he's going to get it and, and I'm not going to project him to get seven again this year. He might, I think I'm going to project him to get four or five just to be safe, but uh, I would not be surprised again, 20 total touchdowns. Absolutely. But I don't think he's going to get 18 plus through the year. He's only done that twice in his rookie season. He had 24 passing and two on the ground. And then this past year, he had seven on the ground and 15 through the air for 22 total touchdowns. So he's only gotten to 20 total touchdowns twice in his career. So it is something yeah. that hasn't happened. And he's, this will be his fifth season upcoming. Uh, he got $40 million. That's the going rate for quarterbacks these days. Yep, that's just how, that's how it works. That is the going rate. Uh, we've got a trio of rookies to discuss here very, very quickly. We've done this. We've talked about these guys and what we think for, for their situations, but we haven't had actual numbers to put to it here, uh, so we'll do it very quickly. Uh, Bryce Young, 3,500 and a half on the passing yards, 22 and a half on the passing touchdowns. Jamie, I need to look something up really quickly, so I'll allow you to go first before I use the uh, use my time to make my point. Yeah, and I, I think these are pretty close. Um, I, I like the over on the yards. He had 3,500 and a half. I have him at 3,755. I have him going over on the touchdowns here as well, 22 and a half to 26.3, but I, I feel a little less confident projecting rookie touchdowns because we have to kind of look at, you know, I, I feel better projecting yards per attempt, what it looks like inside this offense with those weapons, with the coach, with comps to skill sets. They do touchdown, which is a which is a fully rate type of projection, and we don't really know what that looks like yet inside of this offense or with these weapons. So, I'm probably staying away, away from the touchdown props for any of the rookie quarterbacks, just because I don't feel as confident with those. I like slightly the over for uh, Bryce Young. I love but this. I feel like I love it. I found the number that it. I was looking for. I found the number I was okay. looking for. I take the over, but I don't love it as much as let's say a couple of the other ones we talked about, where I've raved about it. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, PJ Walker, and Jacob Eason played in 17 games for the Carolina Panthers at quarterback last year. They combined for 3,246 passing yards. And it's not as easy to say that Bryce Young is better than those guys, and so he'll immediately do more. But the Carolina Panthers' offense was not known for being efficient and effective last year. And those guys, that combo of guys, got to 3246. I think everybody who listens to this podcast knows how much I love this Carolina Panthers coaching staff, how much I think they are improved in some key areas Mm -hmm. on offense. And I think Bryce Young is going to be able to be more productive than these guys. So I think this over uh, is a pretty, pretty safe bet at 3,500 and a half. Uh, Speaking of overs that I love, C.J. Stroud, 3,400 and a half. Over. Take, over. take, 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 take. Okay, so he, he, let's talk about this for a second. I haven't projected to go over 4,000. His actually. touchdowns are 21 and a half, by the way, but Jamie's previous comment about rookies and touchdowns will, yeah. will, will apply. Uh, again, I haven't projected to go over. I have him at 24 there, but I, I don't want to talk about I, This is what I'm betting on. Because not only because I think I have like 600 yards of a difference between, or 650 yards difference between. 
The Texans are going to throw a lot. I have, and I talked about this when we did a rookie show. I talked about this with different at, at several different points. I think this is a 600 pass attempt team, and 3400.5. I'll do the 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 math on this one, Chris. That is 200.03 yards per game. I'm going to ask you two questions. Sure. Question one. Question one. Do you have any reason to believe that C.J. Stroud will not be the week one starter for the Houston Texans? No, I believe that uh, that he will be the week one starter for the Houston Texans. So that being said, is there any reason to believe he can't get 201 passing yards a week uh, on a team that's going to throw a lot, is going to be down, and is going to need to need to move the ball? I am of the belief that C.J. Stroud will be able to get to 201 passing yards on a pretty regular okay. basis. Hammer this. Yeah. All and over. I know you and I are of a belief that the pass catching group in Houston is better than I th- uh, than really anybody else does. Okay, apparently I, this is our cross the bear. I, it is, and I have them ranked twenty fourth in the National Football <laughs> League, and yet that apparently is too high for something. But yes, you and I this is a this is a, a limb that you and I are on for the twenty twenty three season, and only the yes. statistics are going to bear us out on this. I, I love this over. Okay, this I think this one flies. Over. Speaking of like, flying over, flies. Speaking of flying over. I, I'm okay. running to the nearest uh, betting window uh, browser where I can make bets legally here in the state of Arizona. Yeah, this is not a typo, Jamie, because you give me a list here of all the. Uh, all I will props. This is Anthony Richardson. Anthony right? Richardson. I just want to make sure that this is not a typo. The number you've given me, because the only reason why they would do this is because they do not believe he's going to be the starter week one. Okay, so Anthony Richardson does not have a touchdown. Yeah, we, yeah we, NA, we, as you know, we wouldn't yes. discuss about that. Yeah. Yes. No. This is what I said. This is the number I sent you. Twenty six hundred. Two six zero zero two five. The first number is, a, is two. a two. Over. It's a two. Over. Yeah. This is okay. This is a. I'm trying to see how many games. Like I think he could m- not start for five games and still hit this over. So that would be a twelve. Yeah. Like I think I. I literally even all my projections, he could not play five games and still hit the over. So it. it if he played twelve games and had two hundred and twenty-five passing yards per game, that's twenty-seven hundred. I think he's going to play more than 12 games. I think he starts week one. I think I'm still of the mind that I, right. I, I don't see a reason why he's not. I think they're going to let him take his lumps. It's not like they have a great option. But I think Gardner Minshew's well, a Minshew mania, baby. Backup. Minshew mania, baby. Perfectly, no, he's a, he's a perfectly capable backup, but it's not like you have somebody there that is demanding that you that they start week one. No, I I, I love this. I I, yeah, I, this one. I understand there's a little bit more risk here than Stroud because I would say of all of the rookie quarterbacks – of at least the top rookie quarterback. He's the most likely Bryce to be is, sitting week one. Yes. But, but is he going to be sitting in week six, seven, eight? Is he going to be sitting in October? That's I don't the question. Think so. I, Cause with this number, I don't care if he sits in September, but is he sitting in October? Right. That's and I what, think that, that, that that's the question. And if you don't believe he is, you hammer the over because the second he is, he has good reports coming out of camp. This number is going to fly. Because the only reason it's down this low is because there's expectations that he won't start week one. If he starts when he gets into training camp at the end of this month and looks good, and there's any semblance of reports that he's got a real shot to start week one, this number is going to go. It's going to remember up. that little game from uh, what was it? Price is right. The little like the yodel game. Oh, the, the little um, mountain the, the, goes the, up the, the, the cliff climber. The mountain. Yeah, yeah. I forget cliff what the climber. name was. That's what's going to happen to his to his yardage prop. I feel terrible for not knowing. I don't know. I haven't watched Prices Right in a while. I mean, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the Drew Carey version. That's, he, that's, uh, it's it's not his fault. He just can't be Bob Barker. He can't be Bob Barker, right? Hold, um, yeah. I mean, we're, I'm not I'm not going to. 
It's cliffhangers, isn't it? That's the game that we're that we're trying to to, to figure out here. I think that was the name. Of I think game. so. I'm just I'm on a Wikipedia so. page. I actually like that one. Right games. It wasn't as prevalent. Obviously, obviously, everybody knows like Plinko and, and well, some of the other ones. But I thought I, I thought the the cliffhangers game, if that is what it is indeed, it was. Called, it was cliffhangers. Was really I'm underrated. A picture of it right now. Yeah, because I feel like it wasn't on as many episodes. I feel like it didn't get its its just due compared to some of the other options. Huge fan of it's in the bag where you have to guess the grocery prices. Oh um, yeah, that's fun. Punch too. a bunch was good where you punch the holes and then and then you had to pick if you wanted the yeah. those are those are all good ones. But we'll see like this. ones we had like to move numbers around on the car to try the like, yeah. the car's value and yeah, all yeah, that yeah. other those stuff. Are all, prices uh, are great. great game. Great game. Back in the day when you play play hooky and or where you're quote unquote sick and had to right. go to school. Sat at home and watched prices right all prices right. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh that is gonna do it for us here on this edition of quarterbacks props. We've got a couple more tomorrow. Uh I think another six or seven names. Uh, it's actually eight names eight. for tomorrow's show. Uh, Josh Allen in the mix, uh, Derek Carr in the mix, Desmond Ritter in the mix, just a couple of the names that we're going to discuss on tomorrow's show. So we've got two more quarterback shows for you and then a running back show on Thursday uh, here. So a lot of props being featured heavily this week here on the podcast. So come on back, see us again tomorrow for some more quarterback props. In the meantime, please rate, review, subscribe, share the show. Greatly appreciate it. it helps us continue the momentum here on the podcast. you got the video version of the show over on YouTube, the Draft Network, uh, give the video a thumbs up, comment, subscribe, turn on the no- notification bell. Do all those things for us. Helps us out a ton. That's going to do it for us here on this edition of the show. Hope everybody has a great rest of their day. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.